Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Divine Feminine solo episode, I'm doing a follow-up to the episode I released last Friday for Identify and Heal about breaking down the barriers to self-love. And now I want to offer some divine feminine practices to truly cultivate, work with, and build our self-love, to build that muscle that I spoke of on that previous episode, that self-love and self-esteem truly are muscles that we need to focus on and exercise and build up so that we have that strength to carry us forward because this truly is the time for the divine feminine woman to stand in their power and come forth in the world. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode, and today I'm doing a follow-up on the episode I released this past Friday, the 13th, about breaking down the barriers to self-love. And on this Divine Feminine episode, which are usually the episodes where I like to talk about cultivating a practice and developing and honing our skills and connection with ourselves for the changes we want to see, the greater peace and love and harmony that we want to feel within us, in our relationships with ourselves, And of course, developing self-love is maybe the most important thing that we can do because it's the starting point and everything else comes forth from that. Everything that we create out into the world is an expression of what's going on within us of the energy we have, of the beliefs we hold, of our frequency. And love is the highest frequency there is. So the greater love and regard and sacredness we feel for ourself, the greater our expression, creations, experiences are. The higher forms of love we'll get to experience with others, the higher forms of love we'll get to have in the work that we do and the creations that we make, the greater expression of love with family members and loved ones and friends, with animals in nature. Life truly is a joy once we have an open heart. And an open heart comes from a place of true acceptance and love for the self. Because the reason that we close our hearts is fear. And we often close our hearts Because we can't believe that other people love us. And the only reason we don't believe other people love us is because we do not love ourselves. We can only expect or believe others can feel the way about us that we feel about us. Let's say that you have something that you're really confident about, right? Maybe it's your ability as an athlete. And you may have a lot of other insecurities and doubts, but that's one thing that you just know, you know, there's no question that you're a phenomenal athlete. 
So when you go out and compete and when you talk to people, when you meet people, you're going to automatically accept when they make statements like, oh my gosh, you are so incredible. You're such a strong athlete. And you'll say, yes, I believe that because I know that to be true. I love that about myself. And love is just another word for acceptance, embrace, belief, all these things that are inherently related to a greater frequency. So when we believe something to be true about ourselves, we expect it from others and we'll accept it from others and we'll anticipate it from others. And we will excel in those things because everything grows with love. When we do not believe something about ourselves, when we do not love ourselves, we will not be able to believe that another person can love us. It is not possible. We may accept someone's attention, someone's affection, but I'm sure most of you listening know that feeling when you have not yet learned to truly love yourself and you enter into a relationship and it is a constant battle of doubting and being jealous or suspicious that someone doesn't mean what they say. Have you ever been with somebody who would tell you regularly that they loved you and you just didn't believe it? That they would tell you they thought you were beautiful and they didn't really care about anyone else. They were so into you and you just couldn't believe it. Where does that come from? Again, back to the athlete analogy. If you knew you were a stellar athlete, you believe it when people tell you. We don't believe the things that we don't believe from others. We don't believe when people tell us that we're beautiful if we don't believe it. We don't believe that people truly love us if we don't love ourselves. Because not loving ourselves means we don't think that we are loved, that we are lovable. So how could they love something that we think doesn't exist? So we live in fear and, again, suspicion and jealousy and that terrible feeling of not being able to just open ourselves and trust, right? That's the big word is trust. All relationships are based on trust. Trusting that someone is sincere and means what they say. Trusting that somebody truly can see us for who we are. Because what does that even mean if we don't know who we are? Who we are is love. Yet when we've decided that we cannot accept ourselves and we cannot love ourselves, we will never, ever, ever believe it when another person tells it to us. Not even our moms, not even our dads, not even other family members or siblings or partners or our best friend. It might be nice to hear, right? Again, it's kind of like if you don't believe you're attractive. Let's say you don't believe you're attractive, but then you get dressed up one day and a bunch of people keep telling you, wow, you look great. Have you ever had that happen? And every single time, all you can think is, oh, yeah, right. They're just being nice. They, it's just because I have all this makeup. It's just, they, don't, they don't really mean I'm attractive. They just mean I look better than I usually do. Maybe I'm just I'm speaking from my own experience. That's what I do, but I don't think I'm alone. If you do not believe something, you will not accept it. You don't have it within you. We can only feel, we can only receive from others what we have within. Think of ourselves as as like, you know, within us is this system, this light system, right? And nobody can ever give anything to us. They can just light up something within us. Does that make sense? Nobody can give us the gift of knowing and feeling love. Somebody comes in and mirrors us basically and elicits something that lights up what's already inside of us. Everything we could ever have is already with us. We believe that when we meet a partner and we fall in love that, oh, this person, they're making me feel love. They're giving me love. And it's not to say that people don't give affection and attention, but as 
and as I was, you know, speaking to before, if you do not love yourself, all the affection and attention in the world will not produce love that is not there. And of course it's there, but it's when we deny it, deny it, deny it, we're just pushing it down. We're not allowing it to come forth. It's like the sun with the clouds over it. Our low self-esteem, our self-doubt, our clouds that roll over this brilliant, beautiful light that's always within us, but we dim it and we deny it and we say it isn't there. So I'm doing this episode to offer once you've found the barriers, as I addressed in last week's episode, once you've realized, okay, I have some barriers, I have some things that are keeping me from feeling true love for myself, then you have to put it into practice. I also spoke in the episode about how building self-love is no different than going to the gym and working out and building your physical body to be healthier and stronger. You're building your emotional body to have stronger confidence, to have stronger self-esteem, which are branches of love. Because what are those but that raise you up, that help you to stand strong in the midst of challenges and different experiences in life that will try to knock us down. But self-esteem and confidence is what keeps us standing. And love is the strongest one. Because again, as I spoke to in the last episode, when we have pure unconditional love for ourselves, nothing can happen to us that can make us not love ourselves. It's unconditional. Unconditional is another word for infinite. How could infinite become nothing? It can't. It's infinite. So if you have something that is indestructible, that cannot be minimized, then you are unstoppable. And this is the true power that I believe the divine feminine because it's the energy that we're missing in this world. Right now, the energy that we're honoring that is unstoppable is the energy of creation, of innovation, also the energy of greed and a drive for power and superiority. That's what's moving towards the energy of infiniteness. But that can never be truly infinite. The only thing that can be infinite is love because love is everything. That's just one shadow aspect of life is the aspect of greed is the aspect of superiority and power over others but when the feminine recognizes its infinite power for love and the incredible creative power of love our world will change and it's our time now to release our fears and that's why this work is so important is because when you really look at it Women have been oppressed. They have been abused. They've had horrific violences acted against them for thousands of years. They've been told they are inferior. They've been told they are worthless. They've been told that they are stupid and that they are not capable and that they really have nothing to offer unless they're pretty or can cook well or can raise kids. However, When we realize our true power, when we're able to release those doubts, because again, those messages we receive for for thousands of years have created these deep-seated ancestral doubts about ourselves. That's why we have this epidemic, this epidemic of low self-esteem, this epidemic of self-hatred, this epidemic of self-destruction, especially in women. But men are not spared. Men have gotten the messages too for far too long. You're only good if. Again, the conditionality I spoke about in the last episode. If you're impressive, if if you're attractive, if you're desirable, if you're of status, 
When we debunk these myths, when we start living in a new way, when we start recognizing that all these things we were told were lies and that we are inherently unconditionally lovable and powerful and able to experience great joy in life, to have great love and regard for ourselves, to experience more joy than misery, to experience more excitement and fun than doom and gloom, then we start to realize that we've been fed a lie, that we've been living in a lie for a long time, that we've been living in an upside down world (laughs) where the norm is to hate yourself and criticize yourself. Makes no sense. But guess what? When we live in misery and self-doubt, we're much easier to control. We're much easier to sell stuff to. And we live in a commerce economy, a consumer economy. People want to sell us everything so they can get rich off of us, off of our insecurities, off of our doubts, off of not knowing our own power. Well, guess what? It's time for us to know our power. And I'm not trying to speak as if I, I don't do things like buy makeup and wear nice clothes. And I'm still trying to figure out my relationship with that, right? I feel like I like to look nice. I love getting dressed up. I like wearing makeup. How much of that is influenced by messaging and by my desire to be pretty? I don't know. I have to sit with that. And I'm actually going to do an episode around that. Is making peace with and exploring our attachment to these feminine ideals. How much of is it is it authentic to us and how much is it messaged and built into us from years and years and centuries of messaging and understanding ourselves is only valuable if we're a beautiful creature. So we live in a world where the dominant state is insecurity and doubt, but we are going to turn the tables. It is time. It is time. It is time. It's gone on for far too long and it's time for women to step forward in their power because the female power is unique in that it does not want power over. It wants the glorious expression of every human light and essence into the world. And not to say that the masculine doesn't want that, but the masculine is more of this sort of, the masculine is that which serves the feminine. The feminine is the essence of the divine itself, and the masculine is that is the outgrowth from it. Again, I use the analogy a lot of that the feminine is the roots of the tree and the base of the tree, the trunk of the tree, and the, the masculine is the outgrowth that says, what do you want? What do you want to create? Guide me. Men are meant to be in service of the feminine because they know they hold the essence, the truth of life, and it's the glorious expression that is the masculine, and we both do both. Men hold life. Men hold and build roots healthy, stable roots. Men are a lot about building stability and security. And then together, we both tap into our masculine when we're ready to create and have an expression into the universe. However, right now, it is not based in our pure essence. We try to force things. We try to have power over people so that we get more than other people. We are fighting. We are fighting. And the feminine is not about fighting. It's about harmony. The feminine is not about concealing the truth. It's about transparency sovereignty and being able to look to ourselves and stop letting everybody else and everything else around us tell us who we are and what we think and what we should be and feel. There's no truth in that. We're living a lie, all of us as a society. Not criticizing it, just an observation. Learn to observe. Look at the world around you. This is what we need right now. We need keen observers, not people who are just taking in all they're being told through the news and through movies and through media and through magazines and social media. Think for yourself. Look around the world. What do you see? What's the truth that you see? What are the changes that you believe could be powerful? And I do believe that it's the women because men have had 
years and years and centuries and centuries and thousands of years. The masculine has created all the systems that we see now in our world that are all based in greed and lies is the truth. Because through greed and through lies, people can dominate others. People can control others. And of course, greed, lies, and fear. Fear is the greatest. Fear is the greatest of all things. Fear is the umbrella of all these things. It is the soil of all of these things. All of these attributes grow from fear. And I'm not saying that the masculine is based in fear. However, the masculine that appears in our earth now most prominently is fearful masculine, greed masculine. You can call it dark masculine, toxic masculine. That's what we're seeing mostly. And I'm not saying that we don't let masculine be a part of this because again masculine at its essence the divine masculine is about divine creation the outgrowth the beautiful emergence into the world of possibilities yet right now some people want all the control over what's produced they want all the benefits greed has taken over our planet there's a remarkable video it's called the greatest speech ever made it's from a Charlie Chaplin movie called the, I believe it's the general. And he makes this speech as the general that he doesn't want to rule over anyone. And a statement and that, it makes me cry. You can look it up on YouTube every time I watch it. It's very moving. And in the beginning of my spiritual journey, I would watch it every day because something about it stirred something inside of me because it truly is speaking to the state of our world right now, the time that we're going through and the way that we live that is in dire need of change and shifting. And he says, this is but the passing of greed. And that's what we're seeing in our world. It's just a cloud rolling over the sky of humanity, the passing of greed. And it is the women, it is the feminine that will be the next emergence. The next wave to roll through is one of love and transparency and truth and harmony and balance. It is what is needed at this time. And of course, it's not just going to be all airy-fairy and lovey-dovey and perfection. It's going to be more like heaven on earth. It's going to be that golden age. That's what we're going to create. But the excitement will come. But it won't be based in addictive excitement. Everything all comes together, right? Everything is all connected. Everything I speak about about addiction is the state of the world that we're in now. We're living in a very juvenile time where we want kicks. We want our kicks. We want our thrills. And greed and power over is what creates kicks and thrills. That is different from excitement and enjoyment when we are purely creating from a place of love and highest intention and bringing forth our true gifts. Because there's no catch. There's no up and down. There's no conditionality, right? If then, then this. If you are the, the best of them all, then you get the most glory. That's not the way it works. Everybody has their glory in the golden age. And that's what is calling from the bottom of our souls to be experienced here on earth because we've had enough. We've had enough of this age of greed. We've had enough of this age of addiction. We've had enough of this age of self-destruction, self-hatred, lack of self-love. On and on we are suffering so much. And one of the books that I speak of often that means so much to me is Conversations with, with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And God said, I would never tell you what to do. And he says, what are you talking about? You're, you're telling me what to do right now. He's like, I'm simply answering your calls. And he said, what are you talking about? He said, you all call to me every single day and you tell me, you say, how can I, how can we make the world different? How can we end this terrible suffering? You call out to the heavens all day, every day is what 
God, source, divine has been hearing for thousands of years from human beings. Yet we don't know how to change. We call to the heavens for it, but we don't know how to do it. As above, so below. We need to enact what we're asking from, from source. We're asking for peace. We're asking for joy and love and harmony. We're asking to be able to love ourselves, but we need to do the legwork. We need to be within the physical world. We can't just expect everything to happen and change for us. We are the change. That's the magical part of being a being in physicality is that you are literally bringing God, source, divine into this world. You are the divine your own unique expression of it, and you can change the world, and you can turn the tides, and we can do it together. And now is the unique time, which, again, the element that's needed most is the feminine. Of course, everything ultimately all comes together to the same thing, yet that's the beauty of duality. Living on earth is you have the experience of up and down, of dark and light, of day and night, all these things. And we have the divine feminine, and we have the divine masculine. And the divine feminine is what's needed now because it's what says we must honor life above all else. Before profit, before innovation, before wealth, before status, we must honor life. We must honor what is, and you are what is. So that's why self-love is the most important thing that you can do to shift the tides. So (laughs) I'm going to calm down a little bit. As you can tell, I get really excited about this. It's a powerful, powerful message and notion that runs through my whole body all the time. It's all I think about. It's a time of change. And if you're listening, you probably align with that idea too. And you might be ready to make those changes. So here are a few suggestions I have. I highly recommend anybody who's ready to let go. I I had somebody reach out. I encourage everybody to find me on Instagram and DM me. That seems to be the best way to connect. I love it. I absolutely love hearing from my audience. And I had someone DM me this morning and they said, I loved your episode that came out today. I just had a breakdown last night about not being able to love myself. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's going around (laughs) because I had one earlier this week. And this is who this is for. Those of us who are so tired of these breakdowns, and yes, sometimes we have to break down to break through. It's true. But then there's the breakthrough, and then we don't have to do it anymore. And that's the whole purpose of all the work that we're feeling called to do is to end this cycle of not knowing our divine worth, of beating ourselves into the ground, of getting ourselves into hurtful, painful situations, devoid of love, because we don't believe that we are love. When we believe that we are love, everything will change. Everything in your life will change. And when everything in your life changes, then the world begins to change. Because change in the world happens one person at a time because that's what the world is made up of. So you can be the change. And it starts with self-love. So starting that practice. There are a million different ways to love yourself. And loving yourself is aligned with honoring yourself. So beginning a self-love practice means adapting things that create a sense of honor, acknowledgement, and revere for yourself. It means making the sacred space for yourself where you connect with that unconditional, lovable core, that divine core, that infinite core, your heart space. I've offered before, but a great practice is to have time, a small window I encourage people to start small, start small steps. I'm going to make a few offerings to you, yet don't get overwhelmed. If you get too many things on your list, sometimes we just throw the whole thing out. 
Start with one small step. I like to have a practice in the morning where before I turn my phone on, I meditate with music, with the sound bowl music from YouTube. I listen to it. It's relaxing. It brings my body into a state of harmony. I set my intention for the day. I review how I'm feeling, what's going on mentally, emotionally, physically, where I'm at. It helps me connect with myself before I race off into the busy world and start getting bombarded by other people's words and actions and my own hang-ups and all of that. And I take that time to love myself and, and to be in gratitude, right? To say, I am so thankful for my health today and for my beautiful companion, my dog, and for this adventure that I'm having, traveling, for how far I've come and that now the work that I've done I'm able to live the life that I used to dream of. Having gratitude for yourself, for everything that you've gone to, to get to where you are. When you hold that space for yourself every morning, literally you can visualize your heart just sort of glowing and saying, thank you. Because you have to remember your heart's always there. Your heart and your love center is always there, but it's neglected. We neglect our heart because we don't love ourselves. We give credit to our externals, how we look, how we're perceived, what we can achieve, what we're doing, 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 and our heart's just in there saying, can you please love me? Can you please, I'd love to shine, I'm in here. It's like this sad little puppy that nobody wants to play with. That's what we've done to our hearts in this world. And again, that's the shift that happens when women step forward and say, in their deliberate, powerful, unique, feminine manner of, this is enough, this is enough neglect of one another and the world and ourselves. And this is how we change. And it starts with love. And people laugh because it's the most ironic thing. But for some reason, love is laughed off. I am a supporter of Marianne Williamson and her work. She's running for president again in 2024. I think the most important thing is just that her message is getting out there. She's very knowledgeable in politics. She can speak very well. I was at two of her events last week. And she, when she ran for president in 2020, she went on to the debate stage, brave as can be. That woman is courageous. And she started and she said, what the world needs is love. And everybody laughed. There were memes. And I get it. We think things are woo. But when you take a step back, how ironic is it that when someone says that what the world needs is love, we laugh. What does that tell you about where we've gotten? Love is the only thing that's true. And we laugh it off like it's some pie in the sky, some flaky, hippie notion. What a strange time we live in. But when we discover that love is actually the greatest power on earth and always has been, is actually the core of everything, even what we call success and all that, it's all based in love. We can pretend like it's something else. We act as if it's might and it's proving ourselves and it's it's hard work and being the best at its essence it's all love but it's love caked over with greed and non-pure intentions so we got to get back to love return to love that's one of marianne williamson's books that i highly recommend so you can have a practice in the morning or if you prefer if you're one that tends to just need to like race out of bed to get going have an evening practice where you wind down your day again i've spoken on episodes about having an altar where you put things that remind you of the sacred, of the spiritual. When you check out a bit from the matrix, from this busy world, 
and you light a candle and you light some sage and maybe you have some divination cards or some crystals and you move yourself into an energy of just being and breaking away from the doingness of the day and you put your hand on your heart or you put your hand and you cup your face and you say, I love you. I love you. You acknowledge your body. You acknowledge your heart. You connect with your soul. You breathe in and out. Breathing is such a powerful practice, breath work, because it reminds you of who you and what you really are. My God, we are brilliant. We are remarkable. The fact that our bodies work the way they do and we're able to live and experience life, we take it for granted. We take it for granted. We're like, yeah, whatever. But what about this? I'm overweight and I'm not this and I'm not that enough and I struggle and so big whoop about how incredible my my body works and everything it does for me. Bizarre way that we live. But there is always a time for change and we will always return to what is true and to what is highest and what is love because that's what we are. Again, it's a passing through of an age of greed, of an age of darkness. Again, I spoke on this last episode. It's like the cycles of the moon. Right now, we're in the dark times, which I'm recording this on Friday the 13th. And tomorrow is the eclipse and the new moon. And it is the time of darkness and stillness and new beginnings. It's the womb, right? The void. We're in the space where from the universal goop, we create what will come next. So that's encouragement for all of us that as dark as it may seem and as hopeless, it is not. It is not. What we're seeing around us is just another one of the infinite expressions of the universe. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing that is permanent. Everything can change. It's about how we create it. Our minds are powerful. Our thoughts are powerful. The more we believe in a world that is based in harmony and balance and love and sharing and consideration and kindness and peace, that world shall come about. So shall it be. And don't ever underestimate the power of your belief. The more of us that take time to ourselves, again, this evening practice, and you say, there shall be light, there shall be love, so shall it be. I shall love myself, I shall honor myself, so shall it be. Because you are a part of God. And the strongest statement that God ever made was, I am. That's it. That's all it said. That's all it knows. It doesn't have to explain itself. It just knows that it is. I am. You are a part of that divinity. Make that statement. Know your worth. Give yourself love. Honor yourself. Celebrate yourself. Find little ways to do so. Every single person has their own unique, glorious attribute and expression and being that it has to offer. It can be kindness. It can be fortitude. It can be determination. It can be courage. It can be grit. It can be compassion. It can be gentleness. It can be vibrancy. It can be enthusiasm. What is yours? And celebrate that. What if we all were so pleased with our own unique expression and stopped looking around to everybody else and saying, oh, I wish I could be like that. That's how I've lived my whole life, throwing myself out the window, throwing myself in the trash and saying, what am I? I'm trash. I'm nothing compared to her. She's so pretty. Everybody loves her. She has all these people around her. She has so many opportunities because she's just amazing. And we think that we're not good enough. That, again, is the change that the divine feminine brings in. Again, I said the divine feminine is that which honors life. That's not on our planet right now. As individuals, we fundamentally do not honor and love ourselves. 
And the divine feminine is saying, just slow down a minute before we see if we can go and create colonies on other planets and explore the solar system. We have to start by honoring love and honoring ourselves. That's where we start. That's where it begins. And you can start and you can begin today by developing your own practice of self-love, whatever that means for you. Again, it means taking space to disconnect from the busy world because the world is more about the masculine, right? It's the doing. It's the expression. You're going out in the world and being like, here I am. This is what I do. That's fine. That's great. The problem, again, is that most of our society is based around feeling crap about ourselves because we feel like we are forced to do things, that we have to go to work and have these jobs and go to these schools and do these things that we don't want to do. None of this is natural. None of this will exist in a few hundred years. I promise you. We are going to realize that the way we live is ridiculous, that we created it, that we established this way of life. It is by no means, quote unquote, the way. There are infinite possibilities in the universe. Do you know what that means? Infinite, never ending. This is one small iteration that is not working so well. If we talk about, again, there's rather than saying right or wrong, you can say there's what works and what doesn't. If we want to experience joy and pleasure and excitement and fun, this ain't the way to go about it. And more and more and more of us are realizing that fact. That's why you're listening to this podcast. I, again, another person reached out for my podcast yesterday and they were saying how they have this draw to just move out of the city and all they want, they don't even want to work anymore. They just want to have a farm and grow their own food and animals. I feel that way. I was staying on a farm a few weeks ago. I talked about the, <laughs> in another episode about how I met a guy and we shared a nice little weekend romance. That's what they wanted. They wanted, they had a, gotten a degree in accounting and they gave it all up and they quit their job and now they just work at a farm. More and more of us are having this yearning to return to the earth, to return to what is true, to disconnect from these falsehoods that we've created about what life is supposed to be and what we have to do. Nothing wrong with accounting, <laughs> nothing wrong with some of the systems in the world, but when we feel forced to do it and we say, this is the only way, that's a falsehood. And also we have to start asking ourselves, is that what we really want? Yes, it's true that we need finances and law and all of these things, but only because of the rules that we've stated and created. If we shifted the way we lived, if we learned to live more harmonious, we wouldn't have a need for all these professions we've created to address a problem that we also created. Take a moment to think about it. We are going to recreate the world and it all comes down to loving ourselves more, higher regard for ourselves. Everything changes. Systems will fall away when we take our power back, all the power that we now put into these systems that keep getting more and more money and profit and status from us. We take it back and we say, I don't need any of that because I know who I am now and I love myself so much that I honor myself and everything I do. So there's another practice for you. As you go about your day, always notice that you have two choices, to honor yourself or to disregard yourself, disrespect yourself. When you sacrifice what you're actually needing, that's a dishonor. When you make the highest choice for yourself, that's honoring yourself. When you go home at the end of the day rather than going to the gym because you're just exhausted and you've already pushed yourself so hard today and you need to check in with your body. The opposite can be true too. If you haven't done much today and you're feeling sluggish and you know it would feel better to go to the gym, it can be honoring yourself to go. It's all about you tapping in and checking in with yourself. Checking in with yourself is an act of self-love. Who am I? What am I needing? Have I checked in with my heart? Have I checked in with my body? Have I checked in with my mind? 
What are you doing to care for yourself? Are you in touch with your body? Do you take time to do activities like taking a bath or even something like putting lotion on after your bath where you rub your body? There's something very powerful about of touch, right? We love to be touched by others. Well, most of us, not all of us. Some people don't enjoy touch as much, often because of things that have happened to us that make us feel unsafe with it. But if you do feel safe in touch, it's a beautiful thing to just notice, wow, I do have a body, whatever shape or size it comes in. And I want to attend to it because it works so hard for me and my beautiful skin and make sure it's moisturized and feels good. Taking time for ourselves is important. It's an act of self-love. Being healthy is an act of self-love. And I know life can get busy because that's the way we've created it. But there's always a chance to take even just a few minutes out of your day to check in and show some love for yourself. Another act of self-love is clearing energy and staying aligned with self-love, something I've started doing, which I've spoken to different things like this and they, they just kind of come to me. Um, for a while I was clapping. I would, when I did those nightly closings that I was speaking of where I sort of turn off my phone and just get into more of the soul space, heart space, I started clapping and I realized it's because clapping helps clear energy. I also felt drawn to get a rattle. And I have a rattle, and the rattle is all about shaking out energy. And it actually, the power of the rattle is it's ancient. So it's really about shaking out energy that's based in ego and calling in energy that's for the highest good of all beings, saying, I'm ready now to step into the energy of doing what, being that beacon, being that light that contributes to all, releasing that egoic greed energy that wants it all for me and saying, how may I be of the highest service for the highest good of all? And then lately what I've started doing, and I think this can be helpful, this might be actually the best takeaway from this episode, is, and this just started, you know, I'm on this, this road trip, I've been traveling, and I noticed when I started having negative thoughts, like, oh gosh, I look awful, or oh, I don't want to take a picture because I look bad, I would start snapping in front of my face. And I was like, that was weird. <laughs> but it makes sense, right? Let it go. It's acknowledgement. Those episodes I do about identify and heal, we only ever release something once we identify and notice that we're doing it and make a different choice. So now whenever I have a thought that's self-deprecating, that's unkind, that's not very nice, I snap to bring like, hey, hey, wake up. Is that what you really want to produce out into the world? I've heard that thoughts are literal. I mean, everything is a physical manifestation, right? The world is as it is because we've thought it into being. So when we have those thoughts, they are an infinite expression into the universe. So when we start doing that and snapping and saying, hey, let's release that thought, let's introduce a new one, then eventually it becomes habit and we stop having those thoughts. And that's the whole thing about self-love. And I'll finish with this, is that self-love at this point in human history is truly the fight for your life, for our lives as humanity. Because as I said, when we learn to love ourselves That is the only way that we will begin to fall into line and move in the path forward towards a greater experience for humanity as a whole. Because we will begin to shift out of this energy of fear and doubt and self-hatred and self-destruction into this place of harmony and balance and peace. Everything else will melt away. We are fighting for our lives when we fight for self-love, when we act in self-love. So this is, my point is that When we snap a thought out of our head, when we come into awareness, you're doing that for the whole of humanity. It can be addictive. 
it can be tempting to sink into that self-pity mud and say, oh, I'm just, I'm no good and I'm terrible. And sometimes there's a day for self-pity parties. Self-pity moments is going to be breakdowns, but we pull ourselves up again and we try again and we say, I know I'm worth it. I know I'm worth it to be loved, to love myself, to think higher thoughts, to let go of these self-defeating, mean thoughts. And once we've really decided, I don't want this insecurity anymore. I don't want this deep, deep desperation of feeling like I'm not lovable or worthy. Then we start to act to feel differently by building those muscles, by creating sacred spaces for ourselves, by identifying self-defeating thoughts, by shaking out our energy, by snapping or clapping, whatever it is that helps us to feel that we are energetically releasing that heavy, dense energy of fear and grief that we've been surrounded by. It truly is the divine feminine's time because we are going to be amazed as more and more women truly release this monkey on our back that has been the woman for thousands of years, which is that we're not good enough and we're not smart enough. We don't actually have anything to offer. We need to sit around and attend to the males. Not so, not so. When we release this insecurity and we know our true power, we will bring it forth. We cannot do that until we love ourselves. That sense of power and confidence, the base of it, the inception of it is love. We must do that first. It's the fire. It's lighting that fire underneath that will allow everything else to burn bright. There is nothing without it. So we must start there. We must find practices. We must devote ourselves. It is a devotion to develop self-love because then I've spoken to this before. Self-love is truly a state of being. You can't force it. But as you start to do this work, you naturally raise your vibration, raise your energy and when we're in a higher energy, those energies of self-hatred and self-doubt, they cannot exist in a higher state. Higher states are, by definition, light, love, acceptance, purity. So you're just going to start finding yourself being in like, oh, I don't have a desire anymore to criticize myself, to do things that hurt myself, to have relationships with people who cut me down and don't respect me. I would never even dream of it because you've raised up. Now do the groundwork to get there. It's exciting and it can be challenging. But again, just like going back to college to learn a new trait, to get the career of your dreams or going to the gym so that you can have the strong body that's capable of doing the exciting, fun pursuits like a big hike or some other activity that you always wanted to do. It takes determination. It takes dedication. It takes that final decision that you are going to do it this time. So do it this time. This is the time. It is the time to love yourself women. All my ladies out there, it is time. We have had enough. We have suffered enough. And we also need to come together because when we're in this place of insecurity, we're also in a place of jealousy. The biggest problem that we've had with women and the biggest barrier to coming together is that we're all feeling because of this generational thousands of years of feeling like there's very, very little space for us. We feel like we have to compete and be very wary of one another. When we each learn to love ourselves, we no longer are in fear or intimidated by one another. We see the beauty and strength, and we're like this giant 
I don't know, the word coven came. I don't, we all, I mean, I guess women is another word for witch, which is just like an alchemist, right? Like a feminine alchemist that's bringing forward magic, which we are. We need the feminine magic in our world. This will all come about when we first start to love ourselves. Develop a practice, stick with it, shift your thoughts, release your thoughts, do things every day that bring a sense of love that connect you with your heart space. Again, I've spoken to this before, but it's often time with things that bring about feelings of love, like time in nature, time with animals. Devote yourself. Make this a priority. Prioritize self-love activities in your every single day, and you will start to feel yourself change. Your vibration will rise. You will shift, and you're shifting the entire energy of humanity. All right, everybody. We are now quite a ways in, and it is time to pull a card for this episode. I'm pulling a Wisdom of the Oracle card from Colette Baron reed And what flew out is to be fair. Isn't this interesting? This card has a woman who is holding scales, and on her head is an owl, that wise owl. And And it has a little fortune cookie. Isn't that interesting? Okay, let's see what the message is for To Be Fair, which is number 38. Interesting. That's how old I just turned a month ago. Any any other 38-year-olds out there? Or 38 might be an important number for you when you hear this. Okay. 38, To Be Fair. Balance, justice, and need to consider options, mutual benefit, the law of cause and effect. Life offers experiences that are challenging and experiences that are, that are nurture, nourishing, yet over time they strike a balance. You move from being from sta- stasis to doing, from discovering to loving, to letting go to being again. Life is a pendulum swinging between all of these states. You will always oscillate back and forth between doing and being. If you are not content with where you are at this moment, remember that all experiences have their place. Accept them without judgment, and you will see how the universe adjusts in perfect balance. You reap what you sow. For every cause, there is an effect. Wondrous things will be revealed now. Woohoo! See, this is what happens when we love ourselves. Prosperity message. Now is a time for even exchanges. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what the feminine is, is now not for anybody at the top hierarchy, but that we're all exchanging beautiful energy with one another for the highest good. Justice will prevail. Yes, you hear that? The change is coming. And you will be treated accordingly. In all your affairs, you will be able to negotiate fair settlements. Mutual gain is the gift to to you and your partners and colleagues. This is also a good time to square your finances and take stock of how you're compensated for your work. Another act of self-love is to make sure that you are honoring and taking care of yourself financially, that your pentacles are in order to speak in tarot. (laughs) This card signifies balance, justice, and negotiations. So remember that all things must be fairly recompensed. Keep this as your truth, and so it will be. So making sure that things are in line, that you have your affairs in order, that things are in order for your highest good, because that's an act of self-love, not letting things go unattended to, and doing the checks and balances, right, to make sure that that's the karmic balance, right? That also helps to create love because we don't have this sort of lingering feelings of guilt or imbalance that can leave us feeling lethargic or stuck. Open yourself. Open yourself. That's the image I'm getting this. Open yourself. The more that we find these balances, this harmony, 
the evening of the scales, the more open we can be and know that our true intention is being shown. All right, everybody. I hope this was helpful. Have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.